0: Welcome to the point godcast with your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. And I'm Sean.
1: All right. What made you wanna um what made you wanna start this podcast? uh um, you know me. If you know me, you know I'm very opinionated on my stories and on social media. All right. And um one day I was just thinking like I got a lot to say. I want to start a podcast. And I hit my boy Corey up. And he was like, you want to start a podcast? He was like, yeah. So that's pretty much it. The basis of it is like a sports podcast. Basically a basketball podcast. NBA podcast. But we're really talking about whatever we want to talk about on here. What about you? Why, would you, why was you so eager to start this podcast? Right. Um, I mean, it's the same same way, really. Uh,
0: you, you hit me up saying you want to start a podcast, and it was funny because in my head I was feeling the same way. Um, wanted to start one this year, but then I didn't know, of course, with COVID going on and things like that. I was like, Man, maybe we should wait till next year. But when you said how bad you want to start one this year, I was like, you know what, we we gotta get it done. He I feels think, it he feels that way, I feel that way, I think we should start it. So
1: I think I was just bored. Like we, like this this time basket basketball wasn't back, nothing was going on. Right. So I was like, I just I didn't wanna I wanna do something. So this was, I guess... And I wanted to do it for a long time. I wanted to do this for... I just didn't know how. And I guess this is the avenue. Right, right. Yeah, this is the start. This is
0: the start. Um, yeah. So, like you said, we mainly talk about basketball on this podcast. Hence, Point God cast. Um, But, right. of course, we also talk about other things. We talk about girls' basketball and women's basketball. Um, we talk
1: a lot of college basketball also. Um. Talk about when they uh, start, obviously, <laughs> right? Of course, college. when they start <laughs> college football, NFL football, anything,
0: exactly. Um, so we'll get into all those in due time, um, right? But let's go ahead and get into our first topic. So, our first topic is what, what the hell
1: are the Clippers gonna do, right?
0: Right, uh, that's a good question. So, <laughs> what do you think the Clippers should do? Do you think what do you think they go from here? Do you think that they should find a new head coach, and who should it be?
1: I mean, they they fired Doc Rivers, so they're going to have to find a new head coach. Right. I think that some of the candidates that they have listed, like Tyron Lue, who has championships, obviously, as a player and as a coach. Right. They have Sam Cassell that they're talking about that also has a championship as a player, I think. With Boston, was he with Boston in two thousand eight? I think he was when they yeah. won that championship. I think, he, I think he was, yeah. But yeah, he had. I think wasn't he a coach in Minnesota too? But I, say, I do
0: remember him being a coach. Um, don't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, I do remember. I think Sam it was, Min- think it was
1: Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, I feel like that. And right. then you got, then you got guys like Mark Jackson, who's always in rumors, and Jeff Van Gundy. They said that's that's always all always in rumors too. But I think that they have their guy. I think that guy is, should be Ty Lue. Ty Lue, what okay. you think? I think that guy should be Ty Lue.
0: Um, to be honest with you, I feel like it is going to be Ty Lue. I mean, he's already on the coaching staff. He already knows all the players. Um, I mean, all the all the
1: coaches you just mentioned, he's one of the sa- most recent chip. So, but you said he already already know all the players. Like, is that also going to be the same? Because I don't think it will be. I think that. I think that the Clippers have a big problem inside. I think that they need somebody that can protect the rim because Zubox isn't going to protect the rim. Well, Montez Harrell's too small to protect the rim, and he don't play defense. So, like, I think they need somebody down there that can help out with that. Jokic torched them, man. Like, he, couldn't, yeah, he they, they couldn't do nothing with him. They couldn't do nothing with Jokic, and people were like, oh, they should have went big. They should have went big. Who are they going to put out there? Joking, Kim Noah. Like, what, what was they going to do with that? <laughs> oh, Joe Kim Noah. I forgot that he and joined. I'm, I forgot he even joined their team. I forgot well, about that. Like, he didn't play. Like, they they made such a big deal about Joakim Noah when he signed with the Clippers and he didn't even play. Right. And I knew he wasn't going to play. That's just what the media does with the Clippers. They hype them up. They've been hyping them up all year. But I'm not going to get into that. We ain't going to get into that today. I'll be <laughs> unbound. Yeah, that's for another day. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a, we gonna try to fix the Clippers right now. Um. um I also think they have a point guard problem because Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly, ain't it at point guard? They don't have me. much shot, cre- shot creation from a setting people up standpoint. They have shot creation obviously with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who can create their own shot, but really? they don't have uh, like a Rondo that or a LeBron that can like or a Chris Paul that can um, initiate offense for them. And they needed that in the playoffs, and they didn't have it. So do you think they need – So who do you think that can fill that void for them? Like anybody available out there that can fill that void for them?
0: Um, from a playmaking standpoint for a point guard, yeah. I really don't know besides Chris Paul, but he's not going to go back to that Clippers team, I'll be honest with you.
1: <laughs> they can't um, afford him anyway. Like, who are they going to trade? They're going to have to trade yeah, like yeah, Paul true. George. That's true.
0: Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I really don't know, man. I don't know who, I don't know. It has to be somebody that's really just a true playmaker, somebody who's not trying to score whatsoever. I think. Somebody who can be like a sneaky scorer, I guess. But, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are your main scorers. But you're right. You do need somebody to be able to set them up and then set up whatever big man that they get because Kawhi and Paul George weren't always the best at setting up Trez down low. Yeah, Trez.
1: Trez Trez is on the last year of his deal. He might not even come back. Lou Williams might get – like, Lou Williams was bad in these playoffs. Yeah. He was bad. Like he when he when he came Ring back from loop. getting the wings, <laughs> when, right. when he came back from getting the wings, he was not good. He shot no, like twenty something percent from three. Yeah, he was. So they, he wasn't the same player for, at all. I agree. Yeah, they need to um, figure out what they're going to do with his contract because I don't know if he's going to be on this team. Like, did you hear the report that Chris Broussard put out that? There was players out there that when Paul George had to had his little speech about we need to run it back. There was players out there rolling their eyes because they think they as good as Paul George is, and yeah, he didn't yeah. deliver because he averaged like ten points or something like that in the ser- in some games in the series. Mm-hmm. You know, like like man, I can do that. Like, what are you talking to me about coming back for if you ain't even producing? I told yep. y'all, I told y'all about Paul George, by the way, but we ain't gonna get into that today either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, let them man live today. Um, I agree, but I see. You think what I'm thinking is players that felt that way had to be somebody like Lou Will. Like who else was as good as Lou, Lou Will, and Will and could score? Time. Could score like Paul George and Kawhi on that team? Besides Lou Will, like I don't, nobody else can put up 30 as easily as they can. Like Lou Will can
1: first that team's delusional first if they, if they really think that they, anybody on that team think that they're good at Paul George other than Kawhi Leonard, they're delusional because it was probably somebody like Patrick Beverly who oh, don't <laughs> anyway anyway what's what's next I'm not gonna get into that um, I okay, could tell my so... disdain for the clip yeah, really yeah. It's,
0: it's all good you ain't gonna worry <laughs> about it um, okay so you do agree that it needs to be roster changes I agree with that too um, now to me, I feel like the roster changes aren't going to happen until you get a coach. Cause I feel like whoever they get to coach them is going to want what implement, whatever system, whatever they, system got. they want to put in. Exactly. So it depends on who they get, to be honest with you. I don't know who they're going to get. Um, I mean, if they get, I they're feel roster. like it's going to be Ty Lue. I'm just going to tell you that I feel like, because he's already on that staff, even if they do get a couple new players, he pretty much knows the two main stars. Right. So, I mean, it's not a whole lot he would have to change. Um, but I feel like it's going to be Talu. I feel like if it's not Talu, then I don't know. I feel like if it's not Talu, then they may go out on a limb and get Mark Jackson or Van Gundy. You never know.
1: Yeah. We'll see how that works out. I'm interested right. to see what direction they go in. Because, I, uh, because honestly, like, if you listen to everybody, like, on. In the media, they had the season that everybody thought the Lakers were gonna have, but like it's the kind of the
0: opposite. Agree, agree. I feel I agree with you. I think everybody thought that this is how the Lakers were gonna. Yeah, the be. Lakers were gonna Especially, crumble. Yeah, because right.
1: we was ta- they was talking about how LA's roster doesn't the Lakers roster doesn't make sense when in reality it was the Clippers roster that didn't make sense. Right.
0: Um. But yeah, I agree. They. Everybody thought the Lakers were going to be that way, especially after, first of all, opening night was such an overreaction from everybody.
1: Open and... I was like,
0: bro, it is opening night. Like, I have first never all, seen people take opening night
1: so serious. First of, first of all, Quinn Cook, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels was in the Lakers lineup. They were rotation players on opening night. There was no Kyle Kuzma on opening night. There was no Paul Jordan on opening night. Neither team looked like they were going to look in the season on opening night. And people were giving the Clippers a championship because of opening night. (laughs) Exactly. And on Christmas, too. The Lakers crumbled on Christmas. The Lakers choked on Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. But that's what I mean. Like, those two games in that part of the year, that part of 2019 is what made everybody feel like uh, that the Clippers were going to be the A-side and the Lakers are going to be the B-side. But my whole thing was, if you know anything about a LeBron-led team, what matters is the
1: back half of the year leading up to the playoffs. What matters is right after All Star break, like when they went That's on that, the, like when they went on that weekend and beat both in a while, and the Clippers back to back nights. Exactly right before the NBA had to shut down. That's what I'm talking about. That's when he gets his
0: team ready for the playoffs. He don't care about nothing else to start out. He wants to. He gets his team cohesive. Gets his team. Everybody gets to know each other. Everybody gets to understand what spots people like to be at. Things like that. But. What matters the most to him and his teams that he leads is right after the All Star break, making that push right before the playoffs and getting getting in the playoff form. That's why they were able to go two and zero versus the Clippers those last two games. That's why they split the series two to two. Clippers won the first two, Lakers won the last two. One of those two was in the bubble. One was at the Clippers' home. The other one was in the bubble.
1: The Clippers have no home. (laughs) (laughs) Right? They have no home. (laughs) Like if you like, they had. They had a home game against the Celtics in Los Angeles. And the Celtics fans outdid their fans on that day in Los Angeles. The Celtics. Yeah, and Celtics ain't even welcome in Staples, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I'm trying to that's what that's <laughs> That's the tragic part. The the,
0: all the Celtics fans know that they're not welcome in Staples.
1: Everybody knows about the
0: Lakers Celtics rivalry. Like it's it's a it's been a rivalry for decades, bro. It's the biggest rivalry in the NBA. It's, it's, yeah. And I want to say this it's
1: been for decades. I want to say this too. Speaking of the Celtics, people you got people like Ben Simmons hating on the Lakers. Not Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons hating on the Billy Lakers, Simmons, right? Yeah. The people say that the Celtics have the best uh the best franchise in basketball. Let's put this in perspective. Think about me, a lifelong Lakers fan, and Bill Simmons, a lifelong Celtic fan. The Celtics have been in the finals what thirty one times, right? No, twenty one. I think so. Yeah. Twenty one times they've been in the finals. Twenty one times they have seventeen championships. This is gonna be the Lakers' thirty first finals appearance. They got sixteen championships. If they win, they they tie the Celtics, right? It's with seventeen championships. Bill Simmons been alive for six of the Celtics championships. I've been alive for six of the Lakers championships. If they beat Miami. Right, and he's more than half my age. <laughs> think about that for a second. The Celtics right. got one title since the '80s, and they think that they the best. We we not even to. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I hear what you say. Like they, like they just the Celtics and the Clippers, bro. They just, they just grind my gears. But
0: yeah, they uh, those two. That ain't what this podcast they... about today. Right now, nah, those two franchises are different, so are their fans. Um. Okay. So yeah, we both agree that they need that the Clippers need to make roster changes. Um. So that we both agree that we feel like Ty Lue is going to end up being yeah, I the feel next like
1: it's going to be Clippers. I feel like it's going to be Ty Yeah, I feel like unless they're to most... be too different. And we need to have a conversation about Doc Rivers one of these days too.
0: Uh, we can have one about that. that. That'll be a good one. Cause yeah, that's, that's bad, but, uh, okay. So we both feel like it'll be Talu. Unless like you said, they're trying to be too different, which I agree. Unless they're trying to throw a curve ball like they did when they up and got, uh, Kawhi and then when they got Paul George at like two in the morning, Right, <laughs> I can see them doing that. Uh, I'm not going to, that front office is different. That's all I got to say. I can see them doing that. Um, so Next point is like, who do we feel like is the blame for this season that they have for the season being so disappointed? Do you put it on Doc Rivers? You put it on like that front office? You put it on them, the team as a whole? Is Kawhi to blame for it a little bit? Um, Like,
1: uh, Kawhi. This is the thing about Kawhi. This is the first time like he's like been in the spotlight, expected to win a championship. As the guy on right. the number one supposedly the favorite to win the championship if you ask everybody right. so like this is his first this is his first rodeo Doc rivers was supposed to be like one of the best coaches in the nBA right
0: and right. he been
1: with the he'd been with the Clippers for seven years and they won three playoff series. That's the same amount of playoff series as Frank Vogel has won this season. As a Lakers hit that's, that, that's crazy, right? That is crazy. That is crazy. I had to look it like when I saw that I had to look it up the fact check, and it's absolutely true.
0: Yeah, so I was about some to say it's accurate. So
1: some of it is on Doc Rivers, but I like I said, Paul George, he just like Kawhi was supposed to have his um Kawhi Paul George was supposed to be Kawhi's second star and he didn't play like it. So I feel like the blame can go all three ways. Less on Kawhi though, because like Kawhi You know what? No, no, forget that. I'm not even gonna be nice. <laughs> it's not less on Kawhi. I think it's on all of them. But I feel like the I feel okay, like yeah. the, I feel like the, the Doc the Doc Rivers firing was warranted. He should have been fired. I think that's right. Okay. I think that the roster needs to... I think that they should obviously keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because that's that's, that's their two guys, right? The uh, right. two best, two, I guess supposedly best wing defenders in the league. Two guys that can go get their own bucket like Paul George says. So uh, they should keep right. them guys. Two all-stars, they should keep them. And they should just Feel better around them with the new coach, and let's see how. And another thing, team see, chemistry. Yeah. That team didn't seem like they liked each other very much. Think about. You know what? I said the same thing. Think man. about go think ahead, about um, the fact that the teams with the best team chemistry was the teams that was in the conference finals. The Nuggets, the Lakers, the Heat, and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Celtics had a whole confrontation in the locker room after they went down two oh. Marcus Smart went off on them and then the next day I got playing in the day out, they out hanging around the pool. They had they got had good team chemistry. You know we know firsthand how good the Lakers team chemistry is. And the uh, and right. the Heat don't have had nothing but good things to say about each other either. So I feel like the Clippers. Agreed. I feel like the Clippers were like saying stuff behind each other's backs. Obviously, because after they was eliminated, you heard all the reports coming out. Like they they was disgruntled players and stuff like that in the locker room, and how they didn't think that they should all come back, and how I feel like I feel like players like Lou Williams, especially like Patrick Beverly and stuff like that. Had a lot to say. Because Patrick Beverly don't seem like the best guy to get along. I mean, the best guy to be around all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree with that. <laughs> I, Montez Taylor
1: Ter- looked like he was a thug in his, um, in his uh, off time. So, like,
0: yeah, they different. But people got to realize, like, they wasn't put together based on chemistry. They was literally put together built to, beat the to Lakers. anti-Lakers.
1: And that wasn't going to happen either. I wish it was no, them. It was. I wish it was them we beating the conference finals. I, oh, for, yeah, let's put it. I wish it was them the Lakers beating the conference finals instead of the instead of the Nuggets. Although the we'll talk about the Nuggets later, but the Nuggets, they was a good team, man. They're gonna be a force to be working with in the future.
0: Oh yeah, of course. They're young. Um, but I think the whole thing with the Clippers was I feel like it was a media thing. The media was making them to be this cohesive team when All along, they weren't. I felt like they were trying to make it seem like they were the most cohesive team because that's who they wanted to win it. Meanwhile, any little thing that happened with the Lakers, they tried to make it seem like there was an issue. In reality, there was no issues going on ever. I mean, every time you look on any of the Lakers social medias, I mean, they all doing stuff together. Somebody over somebody's house, they playing Madden together. Yeah. They start out every game playing football. Like, it don't matter they're home or away. Yeah. No matter if it's a playoff game or a regular season game, that don't change it. They all, like, there was never a time where they had the Lakers had. Issues. You remember
1: that time? You remember that time? Because Kawhi Leonard passed the ball to uh, Reggie Jackson, right? And Reggie yeah. Jackson did something stupid with it. He turned, he turned, it turned the ball over, and Kawhi was like, "I ain't passing the ball to do that." Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, I remember that, and um, uh, look like. That's that's just an example of that team and how they operated.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just they again they weren't they weren't ever really cohesive, man. They were really literally you can't build a team to beat another team and
1: expect it yeah, to work. They, they, yeah, they built the right. They built to beat L.A. and they got beat by the Nuggets pretty handily. Yeah, that was that's. Hey, I feel like I they underestimated I, the Nuggets because at one point, yeah, at one point. In game five, they was up, like, 82 so like, 65 or something like that in the third quarter. That should have been over. Yeah, I think it was 81-65. That should have been over. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have – they yeah. should have never came back from that. They should have ended them in five, but they choked so hard. And then they choked two more games after that. Like, that can't happen. Like, especially you got people like Max Kellerman out there calling – Kawhi the best player in the game, He's saying he better he a better under pressure player than Kobe Bryant and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that was disrespectful.
1: That was so disrespectful, bro. That man was tripping, I remember that. What? But then you go and you do something like that. You choke away a, you choke away an opportunity to get this franchise that you went to, called yourself the king, did all this other stuff with commercials and stuff. Went and got your mm-hmm. co-star that you wanted in Paul George And choked. i never seen anything. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse. I feel like that's worse than what the Warriors did in 2016. Because at least they were facing another Hall of Fame. At least they were facing LeBron. Right. Right. At least you facing <laughs> In the finals. Like, a it, future Hall of Famer, a top five player, all that. Like,
0: you facing somebody, people who they call the GOAT. Like, you're facing a top tier exactly. player like that. So.
1: When you're facing top-tier you talent, things like that, are these 21 to. and 22 year old Nuggets ain't like ain't that yet. Jokic might be the no, Hall of know. Famer one day, but he ain't that yet. You supposed to be yeah, Hall no. of Famer if... in, this, in this case, and you choke like that. Yeah. So going back to who fought, it is. It's on Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. So cool. Okay.
0: Um, I feel like I agree with that, and the reason why I say that is because I mean, it's it's his team. He, the one who wanted Paul George. He said, I only come in there and Paul George come in there. They got Paul George there. First of all, they gave up they so, gave much so much to get there, Paul George there. First of all. Like they mortgaged their whole um,
1: future for a potential rental of Paul George.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I put it on him because he was, it was definitely championship a bust for you because y'all couldn't afford to lose because of how much this team gave up to get what you wanted. And then he
1: goes on the press conference and says, I don't feel like this year was championship of or- bust.
0: Yeah, when he said that I was like, nah,
1: that that's not what it was. <laughs> but Come then you now. got him on the story talking to um Dennis Schroeder on his uh, Instagram live, talking about all the pla all the pieces they added, how they ready to get to get going and win this championship and all the stuff they gonna do. But that's we not gonna get it enough. We gonna we gonna <laughs> take that off. 'cause I'm not trying to get into Paul George right now. That's another that's yeah, another no, a, I, I know what you mean.
0: But yeah, so I feel like I put it on Kawhi shoulders just because I feel like if it's LeBron in that same oh, LeBron situation, is the blame gonna be LeBron. On?
1: LeBron, what I'm saying. LeBron <laughs> like you could like you saying. can't like LeBron can't do that. LeBron can't even lose this series or he's gonna get murdered. No. I exactly. we would still be talking about we would still be talking about it on TV every day if it was LeBron James that did this instead of Kawhi letter. And that's not fair. That's, that's what not, I'm saying. You can't that's not fair. I mean Ben LeBron comes with that, I guess. But wasn't Kawhi supposed to be the best player in the game now? Like don't shouldn't that come on his shoulders too?
0: That's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I put it on him because I just don't feel like it's fair that if the roles were reversed and it was LeBron that blew a three one lead to a young Denver Nuggets team. They'd be because they'd be um, saying
1: Durne. they be saying all
0: type of he washed, they be saying all type of stuff. Oh yeah they will say he's not a top 2 player, not a top 5 player. Like trust me, the the they would be saying crazy stuff in the media, but they everybody's not putting on Kawhi. Some people are putting it on Kawhi, some people are putting it on Doc, some people are putting it on people try to put it on Paul George. Some of the role players saying Kawhi did all he could. Um in them three games, he to me he he didn't do all that I mean, he could. Now, he had a good game. I think it was game 6 he dropped 30 plus. Um I'm pretty sure it was what game about? it was either game 6 I'm talking okay, about Kawhi okay.
1: I'm talking about Kawhi Yeah I mean you can't really put it on Paul It like, was Here's my thing about Paul George Yeah like we've seen him do this so many times Like he he's yeah. like he's just not a reliable player in the playoffs his first year when he was in Indiana not his first year but you know what I mean his first year and um as like a superstar when he played the Miami Heat Indiana, and went yeah. to Game Seven in the NBA, NBA, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, he choked right. that Game Seven away. Yeah,
0: but people at least gave him credit because he was going to be in the right, and then but...
1: and then he let Joe Engels lock him up. Oh yeah, then he Jeez. got blinded by Daniel <laughs> the next year, and then tried to talk. You no know what, you no know what? What's the next topic?
0: <laughs> yeah i i see what you mean man i get what you're saying you i, I agree with you um but see what you're bringing up is exactly why other people are putting the blame on paul george instead yeah. of Kawhi. that's why i brought that up so you made good points and those are pretty much all the same points that people who don't want to put it on Kawhi are making that out well you put it on paul george but Kawhi wanted Paul George there, so to me, that still goes back to Kawhi. Kawhi back saw, on Kawhi's shoulders, yeah. because yeah, Kawhi saw what Paul George did the last few years in the playoffs, and he still wanted him there. So yeah, I can't fully
1: like, put that on Paul George. But if we're going to gonna call Joe Paul Kawhi. George a top-ten player, we're going to have to start putting some some um responsibility on his shoulders. Okay, like, he can't, like he can't continue to be a top-ten player type guy if we don't put no type of responsibility on him.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you because you're right. Everybody who's top 10, for the most part, gets top 10 criticism. I agree with you. Yeah. For the most part. They still nitpick up in there for a few players. But, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so we both kind of agree. We both putting it mainly on Kawhi Leonard's shoulders for this season. Um, yeah.
1: so now, I think that they have – I think that – as much as it hurts me to say, I think they would eventually win a championship if they if they keep these two together and build better around them. But
0: right, uh, I want to say that, but then I don't know. The only reason why I say I don't know about that is because I feel like oh, the, what, the, when you got two stars who play together, they help each other out score. Like Kobe and Shaq, Kobe can get Shaq some buckets, right? Get right. Shaq going, um, Shaq. A little bit because Shaq would be getting double teamed down there. They got to kick it to Kobe. Now Kobe killing. You. I felt like D Wade and LeBron got each other going a lot. Yeah, with the oops. I felt like LeBron and Kyrie got each other going a lot. I felt like Steph and Clay got each other going. I just these two don't always get each other going. You
1: yeah, see it's, what like, I'm it's like one on one. Your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. Yeah,
0: exactly. They don't. It's not like Kawhi. Throw Lou and Williams out
1: there, Your turn, my turn. Lou turn. Yeah, exactly. That's what
0: I mean. That's on my that's the reason why I'm saying like, okay, I I see where people are coming from, but if these two don't learn how to play together and set a, set each other up, I don't know if they ever will be able to win a championship. All right. I feel like they can still go far in the playoffs, but then they're gonna play a team like the they just played with the Nuggets, who are very cohesive, and I feel like it's gonna cost them, mm-hmm. just like it just did. And then and then you think about the fact that the Warriors are about to be back. Yeah. We'll see what Brooklyn do over in the East. Um, We'll see what Giannis do when he's healthy. And they get probably another point guard. We'll see what the 76ers do out East being fully healthy. Um, We'll see what happens. But I feel like I don't know when it comes to these Clippers. I really don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with them. Um, Only time will tell.
1: Only time will tell.
0: My biggest thing is, uh, when it comes to having two superstars, they gotta learn how to coexist and help each other out on that court. Every pair of superstars that'll wanna that chip together, you go back to D Wade and, and uh and uh D Wade and uh, Shaq, they found a way to help each other score and help get each other to ball, help get each other going. That's the only thing I felt like Paul, George, and Kawhi were missing each, this year was get each other going. Yeah. Um so if they can figure that out and then get those right pieces around them, maybe we'll see. Um, yeah. but I don't know. You can't be focused on being built to beat one team. You gotta focus on yourself. Exactly. Um, and I feel like that's also what costs them because I was telling people earlier in the year, I I think I even told you, I was like, listen, I understand that you feel like the Clippers are built to beat the Lakers. That's cool, but in reality, they're not gonna play them. They're not the Clippers aren't going to play the Lakers in the first two rounds, they won't see them to the conference final. But the problem would be if the Clippers don't take whoever's in front of them seriously before then, they'll lose, and that's literally exactly
1: what happened. What happened
0: yeah, <laughs> because I mean, the one thing you could see throughout the entire season was the Clippers were motivated to play the Lakers, they wow. never played the, any other team the way they played the Lakers. Can you agree with that? Yeah. Every time they came to play the Lakers, they came to play their best on offense and defense. Then they would go play whoever else the next night and just as, wouldn't care.
1: And somebody sit out like Kawhi sit out, Paul George said out. Exactly. somebody They low managing.
0: Exactly. They would not uh, care. And I felt like I was like, okay, like I understand what you're trying to do, but let's be real here. If they're not going to see the Lakers in the beginning, they won't see them until right before the final. So Wherever they play before, then they gotta come to play, or else they will get beat. And that's literally what happened with Denver, bro.
1: And every other Laker fan I know was so scared of them, except because you know I wasn't scared of them. I wasn't scared of them either. I kept telling people every that. I... every other Laker fan I know was scared of was scared of the Clippers. I was just like, it's the reg- first of all, it's the regular season. Exactly. Second of all, it's not how the roster is gonna look, As the, especially after Christmas. I like this still ain't how the roster gonna look at the end. We'll see what happens in the end. That's why I kept telling people. Right, exactly. And then they just didn't. They didn't um perform.
0: And deliver exactly. But that. But I, I'm with you. The reason why I said I didn't fit them because I was like, hold on, y'all are taking the regular season way too seriously. Y'all do understand that the regular season means nothing. <laughs> y'all
1: as in y'all as in other people, not yeah, not no, no, in, not yeah, 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 yeah. I'm people. people who, the Lakers are taking the regular season seriously too.
0: Yeah, 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 no, I'm saying, I'm talking about people who, I'm talking about people who were like analysts and stuff like that, who were saying, oh, well, the Lakers, before before we got to the second half of the season, I'm mainly going off the first half, people were saying, oh, right. well, the Lakers are 0-2 versus the Clippers. So clearly that means when they get to the playoffs, it's going to be the same thing. Right. And I'm like, it's definitely not. Um, The Clippers clearly only motivated for the Lakers, but if you know anything about a LeBron James-led team, what matters to him, is that push right after the All-Star break. Yeah. Because he likes to get his team ready for the playoffs. Everything else before that is like getting the team getting to fill each other out. Once you get to that All-Star break, that's when he makes that that push with his team. That's when you start to see the best come out in them. That's what you start to see. And you saw that happen again in the last two
1: times they played the Clippers. But even then, people were still down the Lakers. And I was like, bro, y'all are crazy. People, people are down the Lakers right now. Did you see the five? <sighs> did you see the five thirty eight numbers that have the Miami Heat seventy three percent to win this series? No, I didn't even see that. Yeah, they have a seventy three percent. They said the Miami Heat have a seventy three percent chance of winning this series. Man, that's crazy. But hey, anyway, but listen, that's, that's speaking okay. of speaking of that, let's get into this NBA Finals preview. Enough talking about the Clippers.
0: Okay, cool. You know what? Since you're talking about the Heat right now,
1: go ahead and continue on with the Heat. The Heat are good, man. Yeah, <laughs> They're good. They good. They probably the best, the the best team the Lakers have faced. I think that the series gradually got harder for. You know what? I take that back. because I think Portland was low key harder than Houston was mm. until until Dame got hurt. Once Houston was figured out, there was nothing Houston can do. Once right. they, once they figured out that five out driving kick that they like to do in the ISO ball. Right, how to defend the double team James Harden and what to do with Russell? The, the Rockets were done for. Yeah, I agree. With with the Portland Trailblazers, Dane was always formidable when he was healthy. CJ was always formidable when he was healthy. And then Carmelo right. Anthony, Carmelo Anthony turned back the clock in some of them games.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And then they had the they had the rim protection with Whiteside and Nurkic. Although they was Nuggets got tired real easy, so I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nuggets got tired real easy.
0: Nuggets got tired having to run up and down that floor with the Lakers, but yeah, I I
1: think, I, I think that they um I think that they brought different challenges. Both teams brought different challenges yeah. that the Nuggets also brought because the Nuggets brought the shooting, the Nuggets right. brought the inside the inside presence that um. Portland had brought the shooting that Houston had. Yeah. The Nuggets played defense better than both of them. That dribble handoff, that dribble handoff with Jokic and Murray was so, was so, like the Nuggets was scary, man. Yeah, I agree. The Nuggets were scary. And I think, I think that I'm grateful that the Lakers handled them like they did, but I think the Nuggets are going to be a force to be working with in the future. But Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. is what I wish Kyle Kuzma was. Hey, that's a good point. Michael Porter Jr. is what I wish Kyle Kuzma could have could have turned out to be.
0: That, that's a very valid point. Um, Kuzma need to be that way, the way his trainer be talking.
1: But, you know, <laughs> we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> we ain't going to get into that. Because <laughs> Michael Porter
0: Jr. trainer ain't out here running his mouth.
1: Yeah, Kuzma trainer be, train be talking. He be talking stuff about LeBron. That's cool. Like who can you tell is trying to shut up? But anyway, on Miami side of things, yeah, Miami handled Milwaukee. Like Miami made it look easy against Milwaukee, who was supposed to be the best team in the NBA. Right. They built a wall against Giannis, and they didn't. And they tried to make everybody else beat them. And Chris Middleton could not do it. No, he, he couldn't. He couldn't. I agree. And then and then Giannis got hurt, and then there was the rest was history. It's funny that they won the game that Giannis didn't play though. The <laughs> right. defense to play MVP, but we ain't gonna get into that either. There's a lot of stuff that we ain't gonna get into on this podcast, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we won't because. get into it this episode. We may get into it later though. But but yeah, and the Celtics for the man. The Celtics. I thought that was gonna go seven. I did too, but they kind of the, the Heat kind of made it look easier than I thought they was gonna make it. The Heat, the Heat, um, their defense is good. They are gonna run a lot of zone, and the Lakers are gonna struggle with that zone at first until until Frank Vogel makes his adjustments. I feel like I feel like um, it might be one of those times where the Heat win Game One. And then Frank Vogel makes his adjustments and then everything else is according to those adjustments. I think this is gonna go past five games for the first time in the league for the Lakers. Because Jimmy But Jimmy Jimmy Butler has made every team better that he's been through since Chicago. Okay, yeah, I can see that. He's made every team like he gave he put the Timberwolves in the playoffs for the first time in years. Good point. He went to Philadelphia and got them to the, the second round. I guess was it the second round they played um, game seven against? Yeah, where Kawhi game hit seven. that shot. Yeah, they were a doo 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 away from going to the conference finals. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Now, and then now he's got Miami. Not only in the playoffs because they weren't in the playoffs last year; they was the ten seed, just like the Lakers. Right. But in the NBA Finals, maybe they wouldn't have got here if they went in the bubble because they're the fifth seed and they would have had to go on the road. But who knows? We'll never know. That like that Kanye, that like that Kanye video. I guess we'll never know. Right, exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, you bring up good points about it. Um, I just feel I feel okay. So I'll go over Miami's advantages and I'll go over what I feel like the Lakers had the advantage. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the Lakers had more advantages, but. Well, I'll give the Heat the advantages that a lot of people have been bringing up. And I agree, but I don't. But I can see where it could help them out in game one. Because like Mm -hmm. every – like I keep saying, like every LeBron-led team, and like the Lakers have said, game one has always been a fill-out game for them. So they don't mind dropping game one to see what this
1: team is about. I'd rather not drop game one, but okay.
0: I agree. But now they didn't versus the Nuggets. But, I mean, you saw against the Rockets in Portland – they let game one go. Um mm-hmm. the Heat don't really do that. If you beat them in a the game, you just have to fight out beat them. But they're gonna keep uh, that same energy game to game. So yeah. um I feel like where they have the advantages, um, their coach has more experience. I mean Eric Sposter has gone to four finals. Now he did also have LeBron James and Dwayne Wade then, but
1: he went to four finals. Um Air Sposter low key the best coach in the NBA in my opinion.
0: Uh, after what he just did with this young team who nobody ever Thought even thought twice about making it out the East. Uh, I agree with you because he has out coached a number of
1: coaches to get to this point. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be like the like, think about it. Mike Budenholzer was supposed to be like the best coach in the NBA, right? Right, Brad Stevens supposed to be like the best young coach in the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah, he out coached both of them. They didn't like they did not make adjustments no. like, in, the, in that series. That Boston Brad Stevens did not make many adjustments in that series, he just came out right did the same stuff and then in game in game six uh, no game five he put quarter Haywood out there. Pretty much the only thing he did differently.
0: Right. And I, what I also say is that even when those coaches did make adjustments, uh X even adjusted to that. And, and they it got to a like point Frank. where he just was able to out X and O these other
1: coaches is what it came down kind to kinda like Frank Vogel been doing. Yeah, I, I agree, agreed. Agreed. Um this, this is a good this is a good matchup. Uh from a coaching standpoint.
0: Yeah, of course. Um two can two people who people didn't feel two coaches who people didn't feel like were good enough to be coach of the year candidates with, that I feel will change no matter who wins this series, it's that'll change going to the
1: next year. It's a travesty that Frank Vogel didn't get a co never mind. Yeah, I agree, but hey, you know what? We we just that's not Not One vote.
0: we are just gonna let that go. Um so I feel like the the Heat have The slight coaching advantage is because Eric Spoelstra's been been here before. He's been the fourth finals. This is fifth now. He's been here before. Right. Um, He's not afraid of these big moments in the finals. And the Lakers have a guy that he just so happened to coach with. So he knows, you know, the things that LeBron likes to do. Now, my only takeaway from that statement is: okay, you can know what LeBron likes to do, but can you stop him from doing
1: exactly? I saw a post on Instagram. that was like that. Was like um. That he have two of the best LeBron defenders of all time, with Jimmy Butler and Andre Godala. But I'm like, and I'm like, okay. Like <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Best defenders of, and then saw, of all time, but he's hit
1: game winners of both of them though. So then I saw like a video of how the Heat stopped how the Heat walled LeBron and put and put the pick and roll. They had like a video of pick and roll. With LeBron and Larry Nance, I'm like, yeah,
0: from 2018. I was like, that's from two like two years ago. And a- Anthony Davis is true. not Larry Nance, man,
1: by any means. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going at Like, neither is Javale he- McGee
0: or Dwight Howard. Neither one of them are Larry Nance either on a pick and roll. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I so I get the heat the advantage in the coaching. Um. It's only a slight advantage, but I get in that advantage. Head coaching. Yeah. Head,
1: head coaching, coaching. Head coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Because coaching staff. Oh, staff. The, the whole- Lakers got the staff, man. The Lakers coaching staff at the whole the Phil Handy. Phil Handy. And uh Jason, Myrtle Myrtle, Jason, and Jason Kidd. Kidd. Yeah, the Lakers coaching yeah.
0: staff is crazy. No, it's a coaching staff. And I got a it's feeling all-star. after this, after the if the Lakers win this chip, I got a feeling that some teams are going to be hitting up some coaches on this coaching staff to come coach elsewhere.
1: As long as we keep Phil Handy. Yeah. Oh, he's staying. That's my. I know he wants to be a head coach right
0: later here. on, but I feel like for right now he's staying. But I could see Jason Kidd wanting to be a head coach again somewhere. Um, But yeah, so I give them the I give Miami the head coaching advantage. Um, Now roster advantage, I give it to the. Well, I'm bad. We reverse. We're talking about heat advantage, so I give heat the coaches an advantage. I give I give underdogs an advantage when coming into games and coming into series because I feel like underdogs fight with a chip they on their shoulder. Yeah, and they don't have nothing to lose. To be real with you, nobody expected
1: the Heat to be here. So if they lose, what happens? But if you listen to Jimmy Butler today, Jimmy Butler said he don't feel like they are underdogs. Oh of course. I expect hey. him to say that. Hey. I expect him to hey, say good. nothing less.
0: Whatever. Play, yeah. Sure. Yeah, whatever floats his boat. So I give the Heat that advantage. I feel like they got the head coaching advantage. And I feel like that underdog fight is what they got in them also. Like, I'll give them those two things. Um, Now, I feel like the Lakers have the advantages. I feel like they got a better roster. Um, Uh, Okay. I feel like they have – they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their team, man. That's also a huge advantage. Now, it wouldn't be an advantage if they had been struggling in the playoffs, but the way that they just came through the Rockets and the Nuggets – and even Portland, to me, has been big. And the reason why I say that is because if you look from the Portland series to the Rockets series, you see the defense that the Lakers play versus Portland and beat them in five. And then you see how they up their defensive intensity because of how the Rockets play. And they kept that defensive intensity going into playing the Nuggets. I feel like nobody, to me, has played better defense than the, than the Lakers when it comes to being able to double-team somebody on the team and then being able to fly out to those open shooters and get a good closeout on those shooters so they don't make those shots. Uh, every team in the yeah. bubble has double teamed somebody, but what the issue has been is when they double team somebody, nobody's able to get out to that open shooter. Only right. team the so far that has been crazy. able to do that is the Lakers, but that's because they've they've come in with that mindset when they played the Rockets of, listen, we have to double team Harden, but that's going. Like he wants so we have to fly out to the open shooters and they practiced that the those last four games of that gentleman sweep and that helped them going into that nugget series when they had the double team murray double team Jokic, and even jeremiah grant at one point those yeah. those uh, those practices those games that they had where they had the double team star players helped them to me going into a series where now you don't fully have that star player. Like, I mean, you got Tyler Hero, you got Jimmy Butler, but nobody was playing on the level of James Harden or Jamal Murray on this this, this Heat team. It's more oh, no. spread throughout their team.
1: You're not... there's Or Damien. Or Damien. Yeah, or
0: even Lillard, because Lillard was the like hottest player fa- at, the point, at the point that the Lakers played them for sure.
1: We The Lakers have faced the hottest teams, the hottest players in the bubble. And basically... Rendered them useless. Well, now ain't rendered them useless, but rendered them t. Te- they beat their teams in five games every time. Yeah, exactly.
0: They they didn't they didn't let them get. They didn't let them play to the highest of their abilities during certain games. Now they still don't get their buckets. Now that's that's just how that's just how right, it goes right, in right. the NBA. You know, certain players but still don't is get no, their
1: buckets. But as good as Jimmy Butler is, there is no Damian Lillard. There is no. Jamal Murray on that team that's going to be nuclear from three point the three point line exactly or nuclear scoring. Exactly. Jimmy Butler can get it. Jimmy Butler's a great player. He can get hit, but he's not. He's not playing at the level of a Jamal Murray. That was that he's better. I feel like Jimmy Butler's a better player than Jamal Murray. But right. offensively, Jimmy Butler was not playing on the level of Jamal Murray or Damian Lewis or even. I ain't gonna. Say. Was James Harden even playing that well going into that series?
0: Uh, kind of. I mean, it, he was doing yeah, what we he just does. Got, we
1: just got to North Houston. He was—he just, you but...
0: know, James Harden does what he does. You know, you know the way he gets his points is not always like Jamal Murray. It's not always super exciting. Yeah. You know, he don't mind dropping twenty points at the free throw line to get right. twenty-five or even thirty. So the way he gets his is different. But I feel like that's what the Lakers have the advantage. Also, that they. have They've come into a series like you said. Each, almost each series they've
1: had the hottest. They had to play the hottest player in the bubble on the hottest team in the yep. bubble. And on the Heat side, we're not going. We're not going to annoy them either. On the Heat side, they also have played some tough teams. Like they played Like I said, they played Boston and Milwaukee, right? And they pretty much handled both of those teams. Yeah, of course, of course. That's both what, that's teams what are twelve. Is. Both teams only lost three games going into the series, which is
0: crazy to think about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. So I give the Lakers. So again, the Heat got the advantage in the coaching, and um, what else did I give them the advantage?
1: You said you you said you gave them. The, oh, the, and that underdog
0: and that underdog grit, and, the, that underdog yeah, grit okay. and that we have nothing to lose, so we're gonna leave it all on the line every single game.
1: Even if we're hitting think... shots
0: on offense, we getting after it on defense, and we're making your shots just as difficult as ours. Yeah. Um, and that's that's hard to beat because the one thing about this Heat team that I also get an advantage is at the end of games they know how to get hot. Tyler Hero could have mm-hmm. three points going into the fourth. Jimmy Butler can have two points going into the fourth, and the next thing you know they both end up with like twenty because yeah. in the fourth
1: quarter they just both found their rhythm and got hot. Yeah, yeah, that can happen any any given game, and then you got Duncan Robinson. But we're gonna talk about the Rosses. Because I want to talk about the top ten players in this series.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna let you as have, a whole. I'm gonna let you have that. Go ahead.
1: Some the, according to what I, because you said you feel like the Lakers have the better roster, and I feel like the Lakers have the better roster because they got Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and there is nobody that's even close to them on in this series.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the main reason. Um, I, I yeah. also feel like. Like, again, with the LeBron-led team, he's going to get his teams a certain way. So, I feel like he's kind of helped motivate everybody. Him and Anthony Davis have helped motivate everybody to, to play up a level. Well, the ones who yeah. get out there, like Rondo, has played up a level. I mean, Rondo has been were, such a secret weapon for them in this bubble. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about him, too. Because, the okay, here we go. The top 10 players. In this series, according to me, okay, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm throw a name out there. You tell me what you think. Okay, gotcha. Should I start at the top? Because I mean, I feel like we know at the top. No, start at the bottom. I, I'm start, start at the bottom. At the bottom. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna give a couple honorable mentions too. Honorable yeah. mention: Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. I feel like Jay Crowder should have been the Lakers. I feel, <laughs> I feel like the Lakers should have went and traded for Jay Crowder when they were looking for like some wing help, yeah, and some shoot. But I guess they thought he was done, and then he went to the he went to the um. Then he go from the Grizzlies to the um, to the Heat. Yeah, the heat yeah. yeah.
0: He started out on the Grizzlies. yeah, with Ja.
1: Yep, yeah. Some 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 of Jay Crowder's shots just look pure as as all know what. And then he can put. Then he got that defense. He can play defense. He good look. He, he's a uh, good role player for them. All right. Another honorable mention. I got playoff Rondo. Okay. Because playoff Rondo, play. You know how I felt. About Rajon Rondo in the regular season, <laughs> anybody <laughs> that follow, anybody that follows my Instagram know how I felt about Rajon Rondo in the regular season. He was so bad. I feel like if we if he was compartmentalizing all that and putting it and waiting for the playoffs to unleash whatever he had, then hey, I wash my hands to you, Rondo, because he's been spectacular in some of these games. Really? Like it was like. Against the Nuggets it was this one it was this one stretch where he he had like five good plays in a row that gave the Lakers a double digit lead. And that was all run because LeBron was on the bench. A D was like setting picks for him. Like he was like he had like a pick and roll he had like a pick and roll with A D where he kept going and laid it up off the glass. Then he had like this pass to I think KCP four three, who also we will talk about on this list. Okay. Then he had another play where he, um, you know where he threw the ball off the side, off the back of the. Was it? It was. uh he threw the ball from behind the backboard and, and switched it. Man, that shot was that crazy. Was pretty, that was pretty much a uh, a lucky shot if anything else. But like, he still. Anyway, what was I at number ten? Number ten, number 10 right? Yeah, number ten. Go ahead. I'm gonna say Danny Green. Okay, because the, here's the thing about Danny Green. Danny Green could easily be top five if he just hit his shots. Because everything else Danny Green does on the defensive side of the ball sure. is just at at least a B level, a B plus level. You seen some of the blocks he's had in this um in these playoffs, bro? Yeah, he has been sneaky. He's been he's yeah, been he sneaky been, on defense. He people he sneak and get one of the one of the big blocks, and then he had that big three. And um in game five, when LeBron drove and passed it back to them for the big three um at the top of the key to put the Lakers up seven when the Nuggets were coming back. Right. If he can hit more of those, he'll he climb up this list. Okay. I like it. Go ahead. And no- number nine I got Duncan Robinson. Okay, I like it. Duncan Robinson, like he can he can get hot for like eight threes. But then, you gotta also worry about the other side of the ball with him. But his offensive threat is enough to put him on his list. Yeah, he, and number seven, you got to, you got to. I like that. And number seven, I got KCP. KCP being our third best player, bro. Yeah, KCP being the league's third best player. He's been so consistent in these playoffs. It's crazy. Like you think about it, he's shooting forty five percent from three mm. in these playoffs. Crazy. Especially in the last and especially in the last couple of series. Especially in the Rocket series and the um he wasn't too hot in the Portland series, but the Rocket series and the, Nuggets. and the uh and the Nuggets series. That boy been that boy been hitting him. I and then he be. ain't been scared either. I think this is his first playoff <clears> experience. And he ain't been he ain't been rocket he ain't been scared at all. He'd been going for he take the shots that he should take, unlike some people, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> He take the shots he needs to be taking and then he's hitting those shots. at number 5 at number 6 I got Tyler Hero. Okay. Tyler Hero. I like, I'm a Tyler Hero fan, man. I like Tyler Hero. I like him too. I hope I hope he'll laker one day. At number 5, I, another guy I hope will laker one day next season, Goran Dragić. We need Dragic. A, the Lakers need a guy like Goran Dragić. Goran Dragić, he I don't think I ever seen guard dragons this good.
0: I don't think I have either. I'm glad you said like it. I,
1: I've never, I've never seen guard dragon played as well. Yeah, he like even when he was with the Suns, he didn't play as well. Nah, he he cooking right now. Number four. I number four is number three was hard because you know the two names that are right here. Okay, go ahead. You know the you know the two names that are right here. It's it's Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo four and three. Okay, yeah. But I, I had a tough time putting them. I had a tough time putting them in order because sometimes it feel like Bam Adebayo is their best player. But then you get, but then it's Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler go out there and he'll hit like five shots in a row because Jimmy Butler is definitely their closer, right? But Bam Adebayo might be their overall best player. Okay, I like that. At this point in Jimmy Butler's career, so I'll put Jimmy Butler as four, and Bam at three. Then there's a pretty big gap <laughs> <laughs> before you get to Anthony Davis, who is an absolute monster right now. Yeah, I, they 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 was making it a, such a big deal about him not not grabbing rebounds on, on um against the Nuggets in the last series. On the TNT broadcast. Chris Webber and Reggie Miller was getting on my nerves. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Maybe they can join somebody coach of staff to get <laughs> to get them off TV. Man, they need to. And then I mean we all know the man LeBron James, number one. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about here's the thing about that guy. He um we all know he's LeBron James. But against the zone against who's going to... Miami's going to run a lot of zone of against LeBron. They're going to try to trap him. They're going to try to build a wall like they did Yards. Obviously, that's not going to work with LeBron because he has an AD. But LeBron, when... LeBron's always matching hunting, and he's going to hunt matchups. I feel like he was settling a lot against uh the Nuggets because the Nuggets were trying to make him shoot what they wanted him to shoot or he didn't want to shoot what they wanted him to shoot. And he settled a lot and it caused him to miss a lot of shots because he didn't want to shoot those shots because he was, he's the smartest person I think I've ever seen play basketball. So he was, he was like, he was like constantly looking for an advantage on the court. And the Nuggets just wasn't giving him an advantage. And I feel like Miami's going to do a lot of that, not giving him an advantage. And he's going to have to, he's going to have to step into his shots with more, um, with more confidence. I feel like uh, some of the shots, because he was airballing and he was making uh some of his shots short, I feel like he's going to have to step into those shots with more confidence. And I feel like they're going to have to find a, a better way to get the ball in the middle of the zone because we know that's what Miami does. Miami runs zone. and Miami's probably going to put their best defender in the front of the zone at the top of the zone where LeBron's going to be because LeBron's going to be handling the ball. Right. We're going to have to find a way to get Somebody in the middle of that zone. I feel like I feel like I want Rondo initiating the ball and get LeBron in the middle of the zone because he can facilitate out of that. Get him in the post more. I feel like we get him to the free throw line because the man is actually hitting his free throws. I'm so proud <laughs> that he's hitting. He's got a little. <laughs> he's him get he's, he's to free free throw like eighty He's like hitting like eighty some percent from the free throw line in the playoffs, and it's crazy. I ain't never seen a shoot that. That's ball. why he sent out that letter. He's been working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think LeBron's gonna uh, he's gonna be. I feel like he's gonna be LeBron this series. But the thing about him is like it's so crazy that I can look at a game of his and be so frustrated because he's not doing the things that I think he's gonna that I think he should be doing. But like, who am I, first of all? This is LeBron James we're talking about.
0: Right. And then
1: he'll still and then I'll still look at the box store. He'll have like twenty-six, ten, and seven. 26, 10, and ten. And I'm like, it didn't seem like you were playing that well. Right. But he's but like when it when it mattered most, he was LeBron James in the in game five. Yeah, exactly. And when he shut and when he shut down Jamal Murray in game four, and they didn't score for like three minutes straight because he was because he guarded Le, Jamal Murray. It reminded me a lot of what he did with Derrick Rose in 2011 after they stole after Derrick Rose stole his MVP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's the But yeah, that's the top 10, my top 10 players in this series. You
0: no, know I like that top 10. I like that top 10 a lot. Um with some honorable mentions. I, yeah, obviously. I like them honorable mentions. I'm glad you had them. Because I was gonna say if you didn't have none, I was gonna say you should have
1: some, but you said you had some, and I was like, all right, that's do you four. got any? you got any that I missed? That I missed out, um. Because I feel like, did I say Dwight Howard? No,
0: that's actually, that's the only person I think I was going to say was Dwight Howard.
1: I didn't say Dwight Howard. I skipped Dwight Howard because I went from Dr. Robinson at eight, at at nine to KCP at seven. I had Dwight Howard at eight. Okay, there we go.
0: I thought you did skip one. Okay, I know so it wasn't. I, uh, but... I had Dwight Howard at eight. Okay, yeah, there we go.
1: Okay, you had Dwight but Howard. Dwight and then then you good? His his physicality and his strength. I don't think it's going to work as well on Bam Adebayo as it did on Nicole Jokic. Yeah. But his physicality and his uh, rebounding prowess and his defensive prowess, I think it's going to be a good thing for them. And and then he's been here before. The more players that's been here before, the better.
0: Yeah, that's that's the reason why I said I give the Lakers the advantage. But just because you got LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Rondo, um, who have all been the finals, who have all either been to the finals or got a ring. Yeah. They know what it takes to to win in these moments. So that's the reason why I feel like that's what gives them a roster advantage just based off that, an experience advantage, if you if you will. Yeah, an experience advantage. Um but I feel like Dwight Howard will play hard just because he back in the finals now. Nobody, I'm going to be honest with you, nobody ever had Dwight Howard probably making the playoffs again or even being in the finals again, especially after the last, like, two years.
1: Dwight Howard's done good for himself, man. I'm proud of the person, the player he's become because the first time he was with the Lakers, he was not ready to be what he is. Like, he was not ready to be the best version of himself. He wanted to be somebody he was not. Agreed. He wanted to be an offensive forward, like you, like you knew about Rudy Gobert trying to like get more p- touches on the offensive end. That's what that was the White House mentality when he was with the Lakers in 2012. He wanted to be instead of like doing what he's doing, doing what he does best: play defense and clean up and get the get baskets when you can. He wanted like to throw the ball down low in the post. Right. That's not what basketball at no more. First of all, that's not what basketball at no more. Maybe it was back then, but like he wasn't ready for it back then. Agreed. He's changed his whole mentality up. And you can tell by the way by listening to him talk, like some of the things he said in his press conferences, you can tell that he completely changed. And I'm and I'm happy for him. And when he gets it, and if he gets this ring, I'll be happy for him. Like there's a lot of guys on the Lakers roster. On both rosters actually that I'd be happy to see get rings. Like Jimmy Butler's do for a ring. Jared or... Dudley's due for a ring. Jared Dudley, yeah. You're Jared D- Jared Dudley. J- I, so I was, it's surprising that a guy like Jared Dudley hasn't been on a team that got a ring yet. <laughs> right, But yeah. if, the fact that he spent most a lot of his time on the Suns, who like came so close all them times to getting rings, and then some unfortunate thing happened that they could that they didn't win. I guess that's what happens when you spend your time on a team like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. It could happen. Um, yeah, I agree with you. There's some people I want to see. Also, a couple of people I want to see get more than one ring. Um, I love to see Rondo get two rings, like Ray Allen, instead of just having that one. <laughs> In Boston, that some other people, you know, Paul
1: Pierce about to be so bitter if Rondo get this ring.
0: Exactly, not just that he get a second ring, but who he got it with. That's the biggest exactly. thing. It's who he got it with. It ain't even about the fact that he got a ring. It's about who he got it with that he'd be upset about. So I love to see him get another ring.
1: And I feel like it's more he got it with LeBron than he got it with the Lakers too.
0: Oh yeah, of course. It ain't, it ain't even about the Lakers at this point. Like, of course he don't like the Lakers, but. If you took LeBron out of the equation, he he wouldn't be too upset about it. But like you said, it's the fact that it's the Lakers and it's with LeBron James that he might be getting this other ring, um, that just adds to it. So, yeah, I I agree, I agree. So I like that top ten list. I did th- I did think you skipped one, but I'm glad you went back to it and you had Dwight at eight because I was like Dwight Howard yeah. got to be in there. Um, so I'm glad you put Dwight Howard in there. Um, he can bang down low with Bam.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. He can bang down low with Because I'd rather, I'd rather him bam da- bang down low with Bam than Anthony Davis bang down low with Bam. I agree with that, too, because Bam is very aggressive down low. Yeah, and then Anthony Davis and his ankle. They got to beat. That's another thing. Pelicans fans got to be sick right now <laughs> because Anthony Davis playing through injuries. but something he never did with them. No. Like he's playing at meaningful games now, so he's playing through injuries. Yeah. Yeah, because when he was hurt on the Pelicans, if he rolled an ankle, he was out. He he did not come back.
0: He rolled an ankle. His he shoulder like, got tweaked in the game. He was out.
1: He was like, forget this. That's what only thing I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe Anthony Davis ain't it, but he's showing that he is it. Yeah, yeah, he's showing it. I agree with you. He's he's showing he's
0: showing that he's showing that mental fortitude to be able to keep pushing because he mm-hmm. realizes that is. If it's not that, like, if I can still move it and it don't hurt that much, I'm going to keep playing anyway because it means a lot to this team. Yeah. He means so much to this offense. I mean, the offense pretty much runs through him. Like, LeBron he may run the so offense, much. but LeBron runs the offense through
1: Anthony Davis. That's right, but he, but you say he means so much to the offense. He means even more than the defense. Yeah. Le- Anthony Davis is the best defensive player. Should have been defensive player of the year, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis the best defensive player in the NBA. Yeah. The hard, way hard he he, he can guard. He can guard whoever you put out there against him. He's gonna block shots. Did you see that block he had against Michael? What was Michael Porter through in your thinking when he, he wanted through?
0: a poster on AD? That's what it was. What was he? Th- he was
1: tired of okay. cooking
0: coups and he was like, okay, AD, you next, because you sitting right here.
1: Anthony Davis said, No, no, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Met him at the top. But yeah, I that never is gonna be a problem, and um, and um, the Heat are very capable of winning this series. We're not gonna act like they're not. Yeah, of course. But I feel like the Lakers will take care of business in six games. What is your prediction?
0: Um, so okay, let me talk about what I feel like personally with LeBron. So, you know, of course LeBron okay. left the Heat, right? Of course, right. him and Pat Riley didn't end on good terms. When LeBron won that championship in 2016, somebody had asked him what his secret weapon was going into 2016, and winning a chip with Cleveland, he said because he said he has a secret weapon, and it was more than just I want to win one for my home state. And he said the secret weapon was somebody down in and somebody down in Miami told him that he would never win one with Cleveland, and that they would win one before he did. And I got a feeling uh-huh. that that person wasn't a player; it was somebody on the staff, and it wasn't Spo. I feel like the only person that would say something crazy like that is uh Pat Riley. Pat Riley. So I felt like LeBron has had a feud with Pat Riley for a minute, and I feel like this is what Pat Riley has wanted is to be able to play LeBron in the finals, and I feel like LeBron has wanted the same thing. Hence why you had Shaq the other night saying that he's got sources <laughs> saying that the Lakers really want to play the Heat, and I was like, yeah, I agree with you, and I feel like LeBron wants to play the Heat just so he could get at Pat Riley. Not gonna lie, it, it, I mean, think about it. Not only did he he take you to the final four straight years, give you two rings, he left you, you was upset about it, then he won a ring in Cleveland the year he said he would not. And then now he's going to win one in LA and beat you. Like can you imagine how that would how that would feel? Like can you imagine how Pat Riley would feel about that after telling him he wouldn't win one in Cleveland or win another one at all after leaving the Heat? So yeah. I feel like with that advantage, Sounds it ain't cool. nothing against none of them youngins, but it, it, everything against Pat Riley and how he treated LeBron on his way out of Miami.
1: You listen to LeBron talk today, though. He said that it's no extra added motivation, but you know he says he says the right things. That's exactly what I
0: was about to say. But so LeBron always gonna say the right thing yeah. in the media, bro. He never gonna say nothing outlandish or crazy unless like you really make him mad. Um mm-hmm. but I mean you got LeBron who's gonna be motivated. I feel like the White House is gonna be motivated. Rondo's gonna be motivated because he's already been playing motivated, and Anthony Davis is motivated to get his first one.
1: Anthony Davis is motivated to prove the people in in New Orleans wrong. First of, that of all, that too, You're because right, they on his head. Because they they've been on his head ever since he got there. Did you hear when he hit the game winner? Did you see his press conference? I'm not press conference, his little post game interview after he hit the game with No, no, I didn't get to see it. It was a very, um, I told you so type of thing. Like, uh, okay. people doubt it be type of thing. Uh, who else would he be talking about other than the people, other than the people that cover the one? That's true.
0: That's true. Ain't nobody else, there's nobody else that hates on him more. Or is on him more than those people in New Orleans. I agree
1: with you. He hit the shot. He said, I'm that guy. I'm that deal. Who do you think he was talking to? Oh, yeah. He was talking to the New Orleans people for sure. Because, like, I don't really hear. They don't even talk about Anthony Davis enough on TV. all knows. not like I watch them, But they don't even talk about Anthony Davis enough. It's always LeBron, 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 which is probably a problem. Which is a problem. Not a problem for. Probably not a problem for Anthony Davis because he knows what he's worth. LeBron says he tells him all the time what he's worth, obviously. Right. But like like we said going back with Kawhi. When it's LeBron, it's always LeBron in all in the media. Right. So like he's gonna get the majority of credit, the majority of blame. And you know that going into playing with LeBron that he that that that's what's gonna happen. Exactly. So,
0: that was that see that's what I said was something that A D and Dwayne Wade was able to handle that Kyrie couldn't handle. Right. And that's why Kyrie came out handle. later on and said he had to call Bron and apologize because he finally started to realize, like, it's different. Mm-hmm. But he also didn't realize that as when you're playing with LeBron, bro, he brags on his teammates all the time. He don't never throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. Ever. He always called. I mean, how many times he called Anthony Davis the best player on the team?
1: yeah he does that so
0: what I'm saying he always does that so that's the reason why you gotta when you play with him just ignore the media like you listen to what he's telling you and you what you know is going on behind the scenes not what the media tries to speculate
1: what? their
0: job is to come up with headlines their job is to watch. come up with stuff exactly
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> whereas we know what's going on for real behind the scenes
1: mm-hmm.
0: their job is to speculate and think and come up with stuff that they think is happening but it's not really happening um, so yeah. that's reason really why I think it's a plus for Anthony Davis to be able to handle that because that was another thing somebody was trying to speculate on Twitter was LeBron getting all this credit. What if A D leaves? Somebody tried to compare it to Kawhi winning the championship with the Raptors and then leaving, talking about Anthony Davis would do the same thing. And it's like, But for what? I don't think people understand why Anthony Davis has rooted right
1: now in LA.
0: That Kawhi never had rooted in Toronto.
1: Kawhi Kawhi never wanted to be in Toronto. Exactly. They just so happened they won a championship.
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly what I said. <laughs> there was no pressure on anything. They just so happened to win a championship, but that's not what he wanted to be.
1: That was a pit stop. They Kawhi is Kawhi is um a Clay Thompson away from only having that one championship in San Antonio. Agree. Agree with you. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: I agree with you. But yeah, so uh, people. I don't think people understand. Yeah. Anthony Davis has his family in LA, a house that he built. He's got business stuff in LA. He's deeply rooted into LA, even more so than he was in New Orleans. Now
1: yeah, he ain't leaving no we're time not, soon. We not worried about Anthony Davis. No, no, no.
0: I'm just saying the speculation that media people try to come up with, people on Twitter, things like that. But I'm seeing. I'm talking about how Anthony Davis handles it. Um, he don't. He doesn't trip or worry about it. And when things like that happen, that's the good things happen with, with him and his teammates on the court. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all we have for today. Got to talk about the Clippers. Yeah, else? Um, no, talked about the Clippers, what they need to do next. Talk about the finals preview, each advantage for each team and your top ten players. And I think that's it.
1: Well, that's been the point god
0: We'll see y'all next time. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all.